Hi everyone and welcome to a slightly different episode to our usual ones on the Matcha Diaries. You may notice that you can only hear one voice this week and that is mine, I'm Leo, because sadly Cara and I couldn't manage finding a time that both of us could manage to record together because she's currently being visited by her sisters, which is super exciting. So I hope they're having a great time. And obviously I just wanted her to fully enjoy that because I mean, as anybody who has been listening to her podcast for a while will know how much she's missed seeing them because um, her family's originally from abroad. So yeah, unfortunately you'll just have to make do with me for today. I am not gonna lie, a little bit nervous to be recording solo today because I have never done anything even remotely like this so please just bear with me and try not to judge me too much I'll do my best to not babble on too much and yeah I just wanted to have like a little honest chat and catch up with you guys because I do feel like a lot has happened in my life and for today's episode I thought we could talk about my experiences with therapy for the past few months and Because we always speak about the importance of self-reflection and, you know, taking care of yourself and promote the importance of therapy, but then never have actively spoken about our own experiences with it. And yeah, this is a really personal and vulnerable topic, but I do also think it's important to open up the conversation and, you know, stop making this a taboo topic that people are scared to talk about. That's exactly what our podcast preaches and, you know, is all about and... Yeah, so in this episode, I'll be speaking about why and how I started therapy, my biggest lessons I've learned so far, my favorite thing about therapy, and share any advice for other people that may be considering starting therapy. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. into my highs and lows this week before we dive into the main bulk of the episode and I'm just going to be very real and honest with these so I'll start with my low. I had a moment this week at work where I noticed a mistake that I'd made a few months ago and honestly as soon as I found out I just had this or as soon as I realized I just had that you know sinking feeling in my stomach of just regret and panic and overthinking anxiousness, which I haven't felt in so long. And I genuinely just spent the whole night panicking and just catastrophizing the whole situation and overthinking and thinking about the worst case scenario and what I would do if that happened and, you know, my different options. And it didn't end up being as bad as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, my manager reacted so well and... I don't know, that just made me realise that it never is as bad as I make it out to be in my head and which just highlighted to me how I always do this, I always overthink and my mind will automatically assume that the worst will happen, especially if I make any kind of mistake and yeah, it's so interesting because I feel like my mind almost goes to this worst case scenario to subconsciously protect myself if that would happen. Um, because I think one of my worst fears is thinking that I might like expect too much and then be disappointed. But I also think that the opposite, so kind of catastrophizing it also doesn't help at all. But I do have to say, I really appreciated the way my friends and family that I told about this were 
really, really there for me in like those hours of panic. And yeah, at the end of the whole experience, it not only like made me so grateful for the people in my life, but it also just woke me up again to how much I love and appreciate my job and how lucky I am to have the chance to get to work for a company and in a position that I genuinely feel passionate about every day. So in a way, it really motivated me to just, you know, continue giving like more than 100% at work and, you know, it's kind of like a wake-up call to never grow complacent and take things for granted because, yeah, I think it's way too easy to complain and take things for granted that I would have absolutely killed to have months or years ago. And also to remind myself to stop catastrophizing because it will always sort of end up being okay at the end of the day. And I was thinking about this yesterday, how, you know, nothing in life that is meant for you will miss you or you'll miss nothing that is meant for you. And I just think that's true. And I think it's, I find it so easy to like preach it to other people. And I find it so easy to, you know, see that in other people's lives, but then, you know, not apply it to my own life when it's actually that situation. So I just need to get that in my brain. (laughs) And, but yeah, for a high, I feel like, honestly, apart from that, my week has been so amazing for anybody who lives in the UK will know that we had bank holiday this weekend. I actually think it was a bank holiday in the US as well. So that was just so much fun and so needed as well after that freaking catastrophe (laughs) and yeah just having fun getting to you know enjoy my time with friends and the weather was beautiful it's been like a mid 20 degrees celsius in the uk which is just oh absolutely amazing and i i don't know i know everybody says this it's such a cliche that you know the weather improves my mood and everything but i just think it changes the whole vibe of the day if like you wake up and you look outside and it's blue skies and sunny and it's just oh amazing and then yesterday I actually had quite an exciting day I went on to a location for a video shoot that I so basically in in my job I don't know if anybody knows (laughs) but I am so part of my job is that I'm responsible for shooting and creating content for our mobile devices at Samsung And so I was able to go to a shoot in person yesterday and I just had one of those crazy moments where I just realised how lucky I am to be living this life. I was just feeling so grateful. I was actually picked up from my house in a bougie car uh, who drove me like two hours to this location and then I actually got to see people in person at work like I that I normally only get to see as a video call and it was just so fun like the day literally flew by it was actually insane how different it feels versus you know always just being on video calls and yeah I just had a serious moment of reflection and gratitude to you know the the place where I'm at right now with with my job where I'm living and yeah I, I always gush about this I feel like my friends probably are absolutely sick of hearing this but yeah I'm very I'm just yeah grateful for every day really And as a little life update, I am moving in two weeks. (laughs) I think even less than two weeks at this point. Yeah, literally 10 days. How insane. So for anybody who doesn't know, I currently live in the outskirts of London and I'm moving to central London. So I'm going to have access to a tube station, (laughs) which um, honestly, I couldn't be more excited. Until now, so every time I've stayed in London past 11pm, I've had to stay at friends' places or, like Cinderella, have to kind of constantly be (laughs) looking at the time and be like, oh, it's 11pm, I have to go. So I'm super, super excited. It does mean that I'm going to be 
not living with Ellie, my wonderful flatmate, anymore from that point onwards, which is really, really sad. But I'm excited. I'm going to be moving in with another amazing girl. So yeah, I'll, I'm, I'll keep you updated on that. Honestly, I have so many things I need to sort out before the move. I, I feel like every time you move, and a little bit of time goes by, like you forget how stressful it is to move and how many things go into it, especially adult moves, you know, like I now have furniture that I have to transport and sort out if I want to sell certain things and what I want to keep and oh my gosh, but yeah, I am beyond excited. So I kind of just wanted to be the mid end of June already. Um, although I, I already know I'll be really sad and nostalgic to be leaving this place because so much happened um, in this flat and so much changed in my life since the time that I moved here. So yeah, big moves. Me saying that I don't want to ramble on and then me talking for almost 10 minutes about things that nobody cares about. I do sincerely apologize and I'm so grateful if you've listened up to this point. Thank you very much. But yeah, now let's get into the real juice of this episode. Therapy. So I thought the first question that could be good to answer is why did I even want to start therapy? Because I do feel like there's a lot of misconceptions about why people start therapy and that, you know, you have to be in a certain place in life or mentally before you can start therapy or before, I don't know, you you deserve to be taking up a therapist's time and... It's weird because I'm actually in one of the happiest and most stable mental places I've ever been right now. And especially when I started therapy a few months ago, I was actually feeling very reflective and like I was making a lot of mental growth and progress versus, you know, some super low points that I've actually had at university when I also considered going to therapy because I was actively feeling very low and like I would have truly needed the support urgently at the time. And I actually remember applying for the free uni counselling service, but I don't know if anybody else has ever had better experiences than me with these, you know, free counselling services, but they only got back to me months later. And at that point, I kind of felt like I didn't quote unquote need it anymore. And like I was too busy with exams and everything. So it kind of, it came a bit too late. So I never actually ended up going to the free counselling service. But I recently, and I think especially actually through the podcast, I had kind of a mindset shift in which I now think that everybody could benefit from therapy because I think that working on your mind should be as much of a priority, if not even more, as working on your physical health. For example, like through working out or, you know, making sure you get movement in most days of the week, which that everybody seems to be you know, taking as a given, but for some reason working on your mind and therapy isn't, which I don't know, I just, it doesn't really make sense to me now that I think about it. And I realized that there were probably a few things that I'd kind of buried subconsciously. I wanted to work through and talk through with a professional because I felt like I'd kind of gotten as far as I could on my own and talking to loved ones about it. Again, you know, sincere apologies and gratitude to everybody who has listened to me talk about my problems. And even though, you know, those conversations have actually been beyond invaluable and so incredibly helpful, I couldn't be more grateful to the supportive people I have in my life. But I do think there's just something different about talking to a stranger who has no personal ties to your life and their only job in the hour is literally just to listen to you talk and 
help you process your emotions and see the connections between things that maybe you didn't even realize before because they're an outside and qualified perspective and you know they're also I guess trained not to judge so I kind of wanted to make sure that I work through these things now and at this point in life when I'm still young and have the time, have less responsibility than I probably will at any other points, you know, going forward. If I'm truly honest, I do think that my last and only relationship did leave some scars emotionally, although I do feel like that sounds very serious and I don't want to you know, overhype my problems, but I just want to make sure that I work through those like as best as possible and then make sure that I'm actually able to, you know, emotionally commit if I do meet the right person in in the future. And also just because, you know, I'm single now, it just, it felt like the perfect time to just focus on myself and my own growth. Not that being in a relationship should stop you from that at all. I just think it was easier for me to start at this point because I was doing a lot of emotional reflecting anyways, and I still am. And that's how this podcast was actually also what motivated me because I noticed the value in talking about more vulnerable topics emotionally and opening up to people and what that actually gave to me as a benefit as well, as well as fostering better connections with other people. Especially those initial episodes that we did about body image were actually super healing to me because this was something that I'd actually never really opened up about and not even to myself, you know, and that's something that I'd never really wanted to admit had ever been a problem in my life. And yeah, I truly think that actually admitting to myself that I still have certain things I need to work through was the most important hurdle that I had to overcome. And I think that's quite often the case, you know, because I think once you admit to it yourself, you can hopefully start also opening up about it to other people. And again, I want to say that there's no right or wrong way to approach therapy, I think, or no right or wrong reason to start. I think you can be at any sort of mental point in in your life, whether that's low or whether that's high. And also, obviously, it's a factor of considering your situation, of considering your finances, of considering your time constraints. Because for me also, I'm able to now commit to therapy because I have a stable income, I have, you know, a regular schedule, and I probably could have benefited so much from therapy back when I was at university in those, you know, lower moments that I mentioned before, but because of my situation, I didn't end up going, and that's probably (laughs) not the best thing. (laughs) So yeah, I'm not saying that this was the only and best time that I could have ever started therapy, but I do think probably, you know, the sooner the better, And I truly believe now that I've been in therapy for a few months, and I I only go bi-weekly, I think the benefit would probably be even more substantial if I went every week. But yeah, I think it's, it's been so beneficial, which is why I wanted to talk about it. Speaking of access, I thought... It could be good to chat about how I even went about finding my therapist because I know that was something where I had no idea to even approach it. So again, I tried to access therapy through this free counselling service that my work offered and I actually completed a phone assessment. But on the phone, they told me that I guess I wasn't a serious enough case and they weren't right for people who are looking for a more long-term solution versus more one-offs of in-the-moment help. However, they did help me 
guide me to the resource where I ended up finding my therapist, which I previously just never knew how to even go about finding one. So I live in the UK, so I was recommended to search BACP.co.uk, which is the British Association for Counseling and Psychotherapy, and they have a directory of all the licensed therapists, and you can literally filter by location, what you need help with, so specific topics, and then also what type of sessions you want, so if that's face-to-face, online, long-term, short-term, and it also just shows, you know, photos of the therapists, price per session, and then also short description, as well as just immediate link to contact them. So yeah, I I applied my relevant filters and just spent about like half an hour clicking through all the different profiles until I found one who I loved the description of. And, you know, I thought the photo looked friendly. I personally knew that I wanted to have a female therapist just because I knew that I'd feel more comfortable opening up about certain issues to a female therapist. And she also offered a free first session, which, you know, I thought that was great because then that was such a low investment. You know, it was only my time. I literally just had to call her. I booked my session for the next day and I actually got so lucky and just felt like I clicked with her. And the most important thing for me was that I just felt so non-judged and understood by her. I felt like almost from the get-go I could speak to her about anything and again obviously finances and you know having the time are a massive hurdle to starting therapy and I'm also not here to give advice on how to find therapists in different countries because I haven't had that experience yet so my first tip I guess would be then to first try and see if you have any free resources available for example through work and through uni or your healthcare you know just because they didn't work out for me I think does not mean that they don't that they won't work out for you and I also would think about the money that you're investing into your physical health so for example you know working out or gym membership versus, you know, the money that you would then be investing into your mental health. So, because I think, you know, we should normalise investing semi-equal amounts into both. I also know that my experience won't be like everybody else's, in the sense that obviously I clicked with, you know, right away the first person that I called up. So, I would also say to not be discouraged in case that doesn't happen for you. I think you have to go with your gut, because for me, I would not be able to open up and talk about, you know, my most honest truths and what's deep down on my heart if I didn't have that initial feeling of trust. And so I think it's important to also not be scared and put off if, you know, it doesn't feel right. I think that's one of the most important things about finding a therapist and making therapy actually work for you. first session go (laughs) honestly I was a little bit intimidated and nervous before because I just had no idea what I should be expecting and what we were going to talk about like I I honestly had no expectations going into it and in the end we chatted about first of all like what I was wanting to get out of therapy and did a little bit of an intro about me she also introduced herself and you know what her style of therapy was what how she approaches it and you know asked me if how that sounded to me and it was just a very you know open and friendly conversation to be honest and from then it just spiraled (laughs) to me just giving a whole backstory about my life (laughs) and the hour really flew by and since then honestly every single hour flies by that I have therapy so it's mostly like a 50 minute session but most of the time I do end up talking for almost an hour 
And most sessions, I honestly don't really know what I'm going to talk about. And then once I start talking, the thing that probably is subconsciously on my mind just ends up coming out. And I actually think that's one of the most fascinating things about therapy, like seeing what I was clearly thinking about or clearly processing without even me consciously realizing. So for you going into your first session, I would recommend just coming to each session but especially the first one with at least just a few bullet points of what you would like to address and talk about in the hour, even if it's just for your own peace of mind, like to feel more at ease going into that session. Just, I don't know, as sort of a backup, I I still do that most times. And even though we then sometimes, you know, end up talking about something different, but I think it just makes me feel a lot calmer going into every session. I wanted to talk about what my biggest takeaways are from therapy so far. Bear in mind, I obviously haven't been going to therapy for a long time at all in the grand scheme of things, but I still do think that I've learned a few things that I I want to share with you guys. And for me, I think the biggest thing that I had to let go in the first place to make therapy work for me was my constant need to be liked or, you know, be admired or have a certain image that I'm portraying to people I meet because obviously that will impact how truthfully and honestly I tell stories and talk about certain experiences. And I do think that it's quite natural to try and tell a story from a perspective that, you know, is more favorable to you or sugarcoat certain emotions that you may have had. But I think that you completely have to let all of that go in therapy and just be as brutally honest as you can be. And honestly, I'm still working on that every single session because it's sometimes not that easy to even admit that, you know, I've had certain emotions or certain feelings or certain thoughts or have done certain things, you know, even in front of myself. And those sort of ugly truths, I feel like as soon as you just speak them out into the universe and even just tell one person, for me, it almost takes that scariness away from them. And... Another thing that I learned is that the things that I judge myself for so harshly and that I think, you know, are so terrible and make me, you know, quote unquote, unlovable are probably not that bad and actually a lot more normal and common than I think they are. So one journal prompt that I think we talked about on this podcast before is when I did through the Unjaded Reset Challenge earlier this year. And it was, you know, writing down 10 things that nobody knows about me. And at the time, it actually made me quite sad, like writing all of those things down, because, you know, not all of those things were things that I would have loved to think about at that moment. And I decided to, you know, take it to therapy and tell my therapist about them, which was so scary to do, actually. But, you know, now at least one person in the world knows all these things about me and, you know, she she really did make me feel a lot more normal, if that's even a thing. And, you know, she I remember she said to me, you know, like, Leo, like, none of those things shocked me. <laughs> and, you know, that she felt honoured that I chose to share those things with her. And since then, I felt more comfortable sharing items off that list with other people in my life as well that I thought I'd never be able to share. And, 
it's kind of just, you know, got that initial stone rolling, which I feel like is therapy in general. It's not going to do all the work for you. You're not going to have all the reflection, all the realizations in that one hour of therapy. I feel like it kind of just kickstarts things and realizations and processes into gear, which will then kind of help you later on. The last thing that I feel like was really important for me to realize is that most of my prominent struggles can be linked back to me just needing to be as authentic and truthful to myself as possible to be at peace and happy with my actions. And that also links to why my tendency to people please, which I definitely have, actually doesn't make me feel good or happy at the end of the day. So I think that's one thing that I massively want to work on. Along those lines, I wanted to share my favorite things about therapy. So first of all, just having somebody that I know I can talk to about anything that is on my mind that day. For example, for that journal prompt, I wouldn't have known like who that one person could be that I just could spill these, you know, 10 things to. And just having that in the back of my mind, like knowing that I've got that one person that I can automatically share those with, helped me so much. And then also, you know, knowing that that person is actually qualified and paid to talk to me as bad as that sounds and, you know, listen to what is on my mind without feeling like, I'm burdening somebody like my friends or family and obviously I know that they will always be there for me but at the same time I don't want all my interactions that I have with friends or family to be negative or you know that emotionally reflective 100% of the time. I think relationships are there for different purposes and that is for me not the purpose of (laughs) my friendships and my family to just offload all of my emotional struggles. And then I think it's so interesting to just have an unbiased and completely unjudgmental point of view on my situations and my life and all my experiences that I've had. And I think it's just so fascinating to hear her repeat back to me what I've told her and then I guess her interpretation of it. And just by her speaking it out loud and I guess putting it into a different phrase or putting it into words, that quite often then makes me realise how... I am feeling about it or how I'm clearly speaking about a certain issue, you know, how I'm portraying it. And it often makes things a lot clearer in my mind. And then what also is important is just, I feel like it's a space to completely speak my mind freely. And also it's kind of a continuous challenge for myself, if I'm honest. It's realizing that I can deal with this uncomfortable situation and continuously challenge myself to be honest with myself and also with others and you know every day work on me showing up with integrity and honesty and transparency as much as possible I wanted to just give some advice for anybody who is considering therapy but still hesitant to actually start. I think the first thing that you need to let go of is that notion that therapy is for people who are quote-unquote crazy or have super serious mental illnesses. You know, normalize this idea of therapy for yourself. Obviously this isn't to discount the importance of therapy if you do suffer with a mental illness because I think especially then therapy can be such a vital part of healing and coping with just everyday life. Then, you know, just start. (laughs) Literally type it into Google right now and just 
challenge yourself to send an email or to call a therapist. It honestly takes five minutes and you know, whatever is easiest for you and seems like a less scary or big step for me to overcome. For me, it was literally just calling somebody, which is strange because I'm not a massive fan of phone calls. I don't know if I'm alone in that. Then also setting a realistic budget and schedule. So like I said before, I only do it every two weeks because of, first of all, my time constraints. So I don't feel like I have a lot of time in my day-to-day anyways. And then also because of my budget, you know, you have to think about what will work best for your lifestyle. And then even maybe considering different forms of therapy. So what feels most natural or, you know, the easiest thing to do? Would it be group therapy, individual therapy, face-to-face, if that's possible? Obviously, COVID-related, I haven't ever seen my therapist in person. It's always only been online on video call, which I actually think I found kind of nice because, again, it's such a small hurdle to have to overcome. I literally just have to, you know, click on the Zoom link and then I can chat to her and in a weird way, it's almost a little bit like the podcast. You know, it's kind of less scary to talk about deep emotional things if you're in your own safe space, like in your own room, and you don't have to actually sit face-to-face in front of somebody. But then again, I would actually love to have that experience and see what a difference that might make if I have the actual, you know, physical proximity to her. So if I do, I'll let you guys know. Then also, I would say it's important to not expect immediate results after one session or probably even after a few weeks or months, you know, you kind of have to think about it as like a mental workout class. I mean, you wouldn't expect immediate results after one physical workout class, would you? You know, like you'd continue to go, you'd want to get better to continue working on those, in this case, mental muscles. Then I also just think that you should consider, you know, what is the worst that could happen? Literally, what is the worst. If we're just, you know, we're going in the vein of me considering the worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that you hate that one hour that you spent talking about yourself. You know, you decide that therapy isn't for you or, you know, you hated that therapist. But then, you know, worst case scenario, you've still learned more about yourself. You still know more and, you know, are wiser (laughs) than you were before that hour. And you are one step closer to figuring out what works best for you and what environment makes you feel most comfortable to open up and I even think that sometimes seeing where you're uncomfortable or seeing where things don't work for you is really really valuable and helps you get that one step closer to you know growth and to emotional reflection so yeah my last leaving tip would just be just do it (laughs) as Nike would say I, in my experience, it's been so beneficial. And if anybody has any further questions, like please, please DM me. Our DMs are always open and I'm so happy and willing to chat through this, even though it is kind of scary, I'm not gonna lie. But the fact that I think it's scary makes me wanna talk about it more. Cause I'm like, well, why should it be scary to talk about this? I would not be scared to talk about the fitness classes I go to, you know? So I am practicing what I preach <laughs> and challenging myself in that way. So in a way, this this podcast episode in itself is, is me challenging maybe some internalized stigma that I have and maybe holding myself. Anyways, I think I'm gonna leave it here for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) I don't know if that's weird to say. And yeah, I hope it just wasn't too boring to listen to me just rambling on for 30 minutes. And if this has helped you at all, or again, if you have any experiences that you'd like to share, any questions, DM me. (laughs) It's at The Matcha Diaries on Instagram. I'd 
truly, truly love to hear from you. And again, thank you for listening and supporting. It really means the world. I feel like we say this every week, but I also feel like we don't say it enough because I think it's been a bit harder recently to put as much time and effort into the podcast as we did when we first started because it was lockdown when we first started and both me and Cara had very, very different time schedules and even jobs. We've both switched jobs in the time that we have started this podcast and you know now life is just has been so busy and hectic and our schedules are mental but I do want you all to know how much this you know tiny corner of the internet and small community and platform that we're building means to me and I know to Kara as well we talk about it all the time like how grateful we are and how insane we think it is that (laughs) you know people decide to literally put us in their ears and decide to spend time with us so I really hope that you know you're having a lovely day when you're listening to this and know that you are loved you are so loved and yeah we'll speak to you next week with Kara back at my side don't you guys worry (laughs) bye